We're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know we're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Cordy. I'm sit with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, brother? How you doing? Awesome, man. Another, another great day of podcasting. I know. I'm excited, too. Yeah, me too. It, it, it's a... You know, we have, we've only done one podcast on this subject, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So it's nice to bring another uh, face into this uh, this whole mix of the, the whole conversation. Absolutely. You know, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, she uh, she has a great story. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, you know, we're going to get into so many aspects of, you know, the wedding industry, right? Yeah, no. And transitions and just different things that's going to just help give you know encourage inspire and just give people uh you know kind of some guts to do what she does i love it man and uh and and you know she's she she's uh, an entrepreneur right 100 percent. and that's and that's how she's that's how she approaches her business and i i can't wait to learn from her and um you know just her uh her avenue is, is the wedding biz yeah so uh that's enough about me and you <laughs> i guess should we get in yeah. so uh today's guest is uh her instagram handle is styles by renee marie and um, and she's got a badass following. Yep. And uh, and and uh, her game is legit, you know. And a lot like Olivia, like everything is branded, you know. Like if you when you see this video, you're gonna see that, you know, her, 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 the video she's got on the computer looks exactly like uh, her Instagram, her Instagram yeah. uh, following, you know, or yeah. her Instagram, uh, you know, profile page. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Should yeah. we get in? We should get yeah. in, should we? So, uh, Miss Styles, by, I hate that. Yeah. Styles by Renee Marie or Renee. Hey, how you doing, man? Hello, hello. Thank you for I having me. Say it, didn't I? Yep. Hey, Renee, welcome to your day off. Well, thank you. And this is a great way to spend my day off chatting with you guys. Uh, we, yeah, Corey and I have been talking about it. We're pretty excited to get uh, into your story. Yeah. Are you ready? Buckle up. It's a long Uh-oh. one. Uh oh. <laughs> click, click. So. So before we get in too deep into it, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York. And I think it's so funny when people say, where are you from? You know, because when you move a lot, it's like, okay, where's my home base? New York is my home base. That's where I was born and raised. And I moved when I was 23 to Florida. And then from Florida, I moved hold on, to Raleigh. Hold on. Where, where'd you live in Florida? I lived in Boca Raton, Florida. That's the East Coast, right? Boca Raton? Yeah. Okay. On the Atlantic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is Florida where you went to hair school? Did you go to hair school? or did you? I did. So I went to beauty school. I went to cosmetology school um, during high school. So you were able to go to a trade school during your junior and senior year of high school in New York. Um, and it was all paid for. Pretty awesome. So I've been in a salon assisting since I was 16. Um, And then from there, you know, you graduate. And I always loved doing event styling. I mean, I went to state finals um, in beauty school. 
Um, I, I really just enjoyed, you know, doing prom hair and all that fun stuff. Uh, so I did all of the like really fun competitions and stuff, even just being 16, 17, 18 years old. And, you know, you get out of beauty school and you really don't have any direction into that kind of field. It's more like, okay, you're just going to go into a salon and do cut and color. And, you know, occasionally you could do the event stuff, you know, if we have someone coming in for prom hair, but it wasn't like, oh, here is a place you could work and just do bridal hair. Like now, at least there's places that are departmentalized, um, or you can work at a bridal hair salon. I mean, they've evolved, but you know, 14 years ago, that wasn't true. So I went into the salon and I knew hopping around at different salons that I would one day own my own business because I am so passionate about what I do. Um, I felt like I couldn't fully embrace that passion with having negativity around me in the salon. So, uh, you know, being in a salon, if I saw a salon owner wasn't, you know, doing the right thing, it would bother me. I would get so emotional about it because I really genuinely cared about what I did and how I made people feel um, and the product I, you know, provided for them. And um, right, so you, I slowly. When you, talked about, when you thought about your future, did you, um, like, was your initial thought that it was going to be um, like a salon business? Like, no, did you, you were open a salon, or I, did you kind of always know that you weren't going to um, open a salon? You know, I never had the ambition to open my own salon. I liked being able to have control of myself only, um, and not worry about anyone else. Um, and I liked that I can provide, you know, a certain business standard to people by just being a solo owner. Uh, but it, it just evolved. Like I, you know, throughout the years I moved to Florida when I was 23. So this is already a couple of years into the hair industry. I mean, there was even a point where I didn't even do hair. Like, <laughs> like there was, yeah, the, I mean, I was bartending. Um, I really wanted to be a singer. I went to acting school. Uh, I went to Queens college for theater and I was just kind of like all over the place. I just knew I wanted to do something creative. And I mean, definitely through hair. That's where my my passion shine through is, is right. creating through hair. All that uh, art, right? Theater, singing, hair. Yeah. Did you, did you like, did you, did you ever like draw or? Paint? Oh yeah. I actually, it's so funny you said that this weekend was my birthday and my daughter and I had, thank you, had a paint night and we just busted out all the paints we had. I did watercolor, she did acrylic and it just felt so good to do that. And, and I posted it actually on my Instagram yesterday, last night. So how did I miss that? <laughs> it was late at night. I was like, I'm just going to put this up here and just show people, you know, what, um, but I mean, and I even, I actually have some drawings. If you really go down on my, my Instagram, uh, of when I severed the, the finger, my, um, right index finger, I severed the tendon and I couldn't work. Oh, and it that? was ah uh, god <laughs> look at do you see this it was because of this a mason jar what i was cleaning out a mason jar is washing it and my hand went through the bottom there was something defective about the glass my hand went straight through i pulled it out and i mean there's scars all over my hands but it was i mean the first thing i thought was like my brides i have to cancel my brides <laughs> and i mean thank god i got the best hand surgeon around because that day actually there was a news crew outside the hospital and the 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 surgeon comes in and he's like oh this is nothing i got to deal with the guy's uh, shark bite his his leg got a chunk taken out of it and it was a shark bite in deerfield beach i was like wow so i got the best surgeon because that attracted him to that hospital for that guy <laughs> Uh, so it's just, it's just so crazy. But anyway, I, I wasn't going to sit around and be upset that I couldn't do hair. So I would try doing hair with one hand with my left hand and I drew with my left hand and I shared a picture of a drawing I did just with my left hand. Just, but you're right-handed, right? But I'm right-handed. Okay. Here's yeah. the challenge. Here's the challenge. <laughs> when, when, when our listeners hear this, they have to go through her feed and find the left-handed picture. Right. And then post that up. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I'll post it up, and then we'll repost it, and you'll repost it, right? So tag us, find that yeah. picture, and then tag both of us, and we'll and we'll post it. Yeah, it'll be fun. 
then I won't be fine. Once again, this is a game that I'll forget about at the time, and I'll wonder when we release it. I'll be like, why are these posts? What what's this post about? <laughs> what's this left-handed painting? That so that's cool, man. Yeah. So I I just I, I mean, don't let cutting your finger, but doing it left-handed, like challenging yourself. That's yeah. Well, let me. This is the challenge, right? Brush your teeth with your opposite hand tonight, your less dominant hand. Just try brushing your teeth, okay? It might not sound that hard, but that's hard. You're going to have water all over your mouth and toothpaste all over your cheeks. It's really hard to do. I mean, just try to do anything with your opposite hand. can't imagine trying to wipe your butt. Okay. <laughs> but yes, that was another factor. <laughs> For real. No, I know because I broke my right hand once. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> horrible horrible but it's so funny because that okay so that happening to me really you know you have your left side of your brain your right side of your brain right and they say if you use your opposite hand I don't know it triggers something in in your other side of your brain whatever I was like so ready to go after that and that was the first year that I got nominated for one shot awards and I got two nominations Wow. And that was in 2016, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, it's been three years in a row. So that was my first nomination for styling and for braids. That's awesome. Mm. And I, it just was like, oh, man, this is like what brings that like passion out even more is going through these difficult times and realizing what the hell would I do without it? Like, what would I be doing? Right. That's insane. It's yeah. inspiring, really. It really is, because you didn't allow that to uh, hinder you or slow you down at all. No, I mean, it, quite the opposite. I think it sounds like she like she, she felt empowered by it. Yeah. Right? She older. her. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Crazy. So, so I guess you, you just mentioned you were the last three years, what, 16, 17, 18, you were nominated by uh, the one shot? Yes. That's yeah. Fantastic. That's and not- it was just so cool. And I mean, the connections I've made with people through that, I mean, you know, you just become more like family with, with people in the industry through that, because it's such a, a wonderful thing you're sharing with them and they know how special it is because they're in it with you. Right. So it's different than a family member who's like, I don't know what this is. Like, it's like the Grammy for hair. Like, you know, that's, that's how you have to explain it to them. It's not, you know, just my cousin yesterday, he's like, Oh, I looked on your Instagram. I was like, I didn't know I had a famous cousin. Like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't get it. It's it's different. It's a different kind of relationship you have with people, you know, in the we industry. We, we, to bring it to us a little bit, we we run into that same problem, right? Like, people are like um, people that aren't in the industry, and we talk about you know what the podcast is about, and, and it's really hard to explain to somebody that's not like in the industry, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. It's like it's like yeah, we got to talk to Trevor Sorby. They're like who right. <laughs> you know i'm like ah. so like, for us it's like the grandest thing ever you know yeah <laughs> and then like, i'm like just go listen to it <laughs> you right. don't know exactly. or just go just go look just go to my instagram page like exactly. uh, yeah but anyway through transitioning so from new york you know being so young and being in cosmetology school working in salons i moved to florida and totally had to transition everything right so i i if long story, man, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but anyway, you know, I would work, this is just the kind of drive I have. I just want to share really quick is I had to cocktail serve in a casino and work a graveyard shift. Cause I had my daughter. So her dad had to work during the day. So I literally got two hours of sleep from 8 PM to 10 PM every night mm-hmm. for a year and a half. What? Wow. Yeah. I was, and, and on top of that, on my days, off, I would take girls from, you know, from work and be like, Hey, I do hair. And I would be the kitchen hairstylist at home (laughs) doing cut and colors because I had to be home with my daughter, you know? And it was a situation I was in, uh, which we're not together anymore. And now I have my soulmate and we moved up here to North Carolina. Um, it's just, that was the situation I was in. And, and then I had this like idea one day, I'm like, what do I really love to do. And I really enjoyed styling. So I started working for a blow dry bar. And through there, I met this PR girl who's now my friend and they wanted me to do a YouTube video on blow drying hair. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And she's like, you're so good in front of the camera. You have to do this. And I'm like, 
okay. Like, it, and it's people like this who inspire you to find like who you really are and what your greatest qualities are. And then it's your choice to really be receptive to what people have to say about you and what they see as great qualities in you and go with that. And that is the biggest thing that I've learned in growing into having my own business is to just be receptive to those around you who think you're freaking awesome because we're our own worst critics, right? So we can be like, oh, no, I freaking suck at, you know, organizing like, or whatever. Like you have to find what you're good at and perfect that. I think so Gary Vee says, you know, double down on what you're great at. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't try to be better at what you're worse at. Double, just double down at what you're great at. That's just that little bit, you know. What I mean? I'm thinking here, like, man, I'm getting kind of pumped. I am <laughs> too. Like, I got the pills a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Right. So, were you in Florida at that time when yes. you? Yes. Were- so when I was like, all right, so I, I got this, and I, I wasn't happy at the blow dry bar I was at. So I was like, I gotta get out of here. And you know, my friend now, who is a PR girl, she's like just do it. You're freaking awesome. You can do it. And that was the scariest moment when I quit that job. And I was like, I'm going to just do cut and color from home or styling or whatever. I'm going to do this on my own. And I 100% worked on doing just that where I was booked. No problem. Because that's all I was doing and focusing on. I wasn't focusing on the drama at work and having to go into a job where I was just getting paid, you know, a day rate or an hourly rate and have to worry about getting babysitting for my daughter and whatever. I was just fully focused on, you know, getting, you know, providing and, and getting that the way I wanted, which is to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. And through that, I was like, what do I really love? Bridal hair. Hello. I'm in like the biggest bridal hair like everyone's attracted to go to florida to get married i mean from all over it's the biggest destination place to get married there's weddings during the week like all the time so i looked on wedding wire and the knot i looked up the top rated vendors in the area and i messaged them i sent an email a duplicate email to everyone you know i right and i said listen i'm, I'm starting you know, in the bridal hair industry down here, here, take a look at my work and I would love to connect with you. And, you know, from there, just built, built those network, just built that bridal network and those relationships with people in the industry and just grew from there. So uh, it, it, it clearly wasn't that easy. So when you, when you sent out those emails and stuff, we're like, like, what was the turnaround of that? What were you accepted immediately? Was no. So what happened was I was, an, I was, uh, I think a planner got back to me, one of the what day of coordinators. And she said, Hey, uh, check out this makeup artist. She gets a lot of weddings or whatever. So I worked for her for a while and it was fine. I mean, she took a cutout because I was working for someone. So she took a percentage out, which I thought was a little high, but at the time I was new to the business. I was like, whatever, you know, it's work, work is work. But when I realized I was sleeping myself and, you know, driving two to three hours round trip to Miami to do just a bridal trial for $75 mm-hmm. or, you know, working with brides who are just horrible, like just like not nice people. <laughs> like basically she would take anyone, you know? Right. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not getting this pay cut. Like I was like, I've established enough reviews on my wedding wire account. I've established a great portfolio now from having, you know, real weddings, you know, photos from real weddings or from the bridal trial trials or doing styled photo shoots that I've took an initiative to do because that makes your portfolio look better having those beautiful styled shoots or taking great photos at your bridal trial. I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. And that's when I established my LLC. And that's when I started. So have you always had the the knack to style hair? I mean, how, how did you become so great at styling hair? Uh, well, my first, my first type of styling was doing cornrows. I I did braiding and I did it for like all the girls on the basketball team or like, you know, I played sports when I was younger and uh, I don't know, I was just naturally good at it. This was before I even started beauty school. I just taught myself. I was very good at looking at something and being able to just do it. So jack of all all trades. That's why I was kind of lost for a little bit and finding direction in what I wanted to do because I'm like, oh, I could be good at this. Oh, I could be good at this, you know, and just kind of wavering in and out. And 
I really wanted to be a singer and actress. And my parents are like, well, if you're not going to go to college, you need a backup plan. So I was like, whatever, I'll just do hair school. So I did hair school and I was like, oh my God, I could translate my art into doing hair and doing those fun competitions and making a flower out of hair or like, you know, doing avant-garde stuff. And uh, just by experiencing that, that made me realize I could take my creativity and apply it to something else. And like I said, I did end up going to college for theater, but then soon after I was like, this freaking sucks. Like, I don't <laughs> like, this is hard. And you know, hair was so much, it was there. Like I had my license already. It was easier. It was an easier route. Um, and I, and I love doing it. So being creative. I mean, you just had the, the, the knack being able to look at something and creating it. Some people just have that natural talent to yeah. be able to re, you know, recreate it on, on, on a head. I do not have that. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, so having my own bridal styling business, I, you know, one girl one day that was assisting, she's like, how'd you, how'd you do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? How do I put this bobby pin in her hair? Like, what are you talking? Like, I, I just didn't get it because the things that came more naturally to me, I had to have that person tell me that's freaking awesome. Like I can't just whip up a style in 30 minutes and do that. And I was receptive to her, right? Saying, listen, you can teach that. Like, I want to learn from you. I was like, I can't teach that. And <laughs> this was the time where, you know, independent education was just emerging. This was about four years ago. And, you know, Stephanie Brinkerhoff was, you know, that girl, she had her, you know, education going on and um, Mustafa at the time. And I remember reading a behind the chair article with Stephanie and Mustafa, and it said, how to become an independent educator. And I put that on my vision board. And I am teaching a class with Stephanie Brinkerhoff this April. Wow. And That's I have a potential. Yeah. Awesome. So like, hello, <laughs> that, that was my vision. That was my vision to become an educator. And I mean, I have goosebumps talking about it right now. Stephanie asked me, she messaged me and said, I need to teach a class with you. And I was like, okay, let me calm down. Let me not get all like flustered and be like, oh my God, you're my hair idol. Yes. <laughs> and I totally was freaking out inside. And uh, it just shows you like, if you just have that like clear line vision and do everything surrounding it to help boost you with that vision. It's, it's going to happen. So when she was like, oh, you could teach this. I had my first class. Kenra was my first sponsor for my class and provided products because I used Kenra products and I would promote them on my Instagram because I just love them. Like I genuinely love their products. So when I asked them, of course they said yes, because they knew I loved to use their products and saw my portfolio on my Instagram. So it was just a nice way of just, it was, is evolving. So this is why I think sometimes I get really kind of frustrated and I, and I don't get too upset about it because they don't know any better. Right. Someone asked me a general question, like, how did you end up booking so many weddings or how did you get, you know, a, so someone to sponsor your class or whatever. There's no one sentence answer for that. It is everything collectively together that I've done in years of experience and learning and building that foundation up to get to where I am now. It's like asking an actor, how did you become famous? Or how did you get on that show? Like there's no like one answer. It is an evolution. Well, I think the conversation, and we've had the conversation a couple of times on the podcast now is that you know, everybody kind of sees not the end as in the end of the road, but 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 they kind of see wherever you are, that's the end, right? So or that's the current, right? So right. everybody sees the current, but what they don't see is is the work leading up to that. You know, they don't exactly. they don't see the, the 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 millions of hours of of that's you know spent like you know oh, yeah. fiddling with bobby pins, the hustle or, on the grind, the hustle right? on the grind, right? Exactly. And here's a little secret: that shit never ends. <laughs> You know, no the hustle and the grind only the hustle and grind only gets you know the 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 the, the more the, the current it only it only exasperates the hustle and the grind. You know, yeah. there, there is no and that's how you, that's how you say. It. But you know, um, 
but you I don't can. think I don't think it's anything you need to be frustrated with. I think I think you just have to have the conversation that that's what it is. It's the hustle and the grind. It is everything that I've done. It's not any. It's not yeah. what I've done. It's everything that I've done. But yeah, yeah. and and that's and that's so true. And I and I don't get frustrated. It's just like I get frustrated with like I don't know how to answer you. Like like other than it took time and practice and learning. And, and you knew exactly where you wanted to go. That's right. Yeah solo focused right yeah yeah 100 percent. well once i figured it out i mean it took a couple years <laughs> a couple years <laughs> I, got, I got news for you i'm still searching <laughs> you know it's like who knows you know oh, so true so, so true. Oh, we're, we're still in florida right so now here you oh, are oh yeah so in Florida, and um, that was it. So I had my bridal business, and then I started doing the education classes, and you know, I kept doing the competitions like behind the chair, and just it, I love that contest. It just sparked my creativity even more doing that. And you know, Modern Salon, I would get in on their contests and stuff, and now I'm their Artist Connective member, and I was on Modern 100 this past year. Congratulations! And thank you so much. But there that shows you it's building foundation, right? Building these relationships with people. And, um, you know, that just gets you more elevated. So in Florida, I was, I was doing education. I was making hair videos to provide for my audience. I was doing cut and color during the week. I was doing bridal styling on the weekend. I was burnt out. I was burnt out. And when I knew we were moving to North Carolina in June, I said, listen, I told myself, I am not going to be burnt out being in all these different directions like I've been for so long. I'm going to focus on the one thing that I know I'm good at and th that I know I enjoy the most, which is education. So I said, I don't care if, you know, a bride asked me to, like a million brides asked me to do wedding. I'm going to say no until I have established my bridal hair education classes. Then I'll trickle a couple in because I still got to keep my game in there, the bridal industry, right? And, you know, keep doing that. But I really wanted to just focus on education. So that's what we did. We moved uh, in June and we got here like, you know, mid June and then boom, another thing happens. And my brother passed away literally a week after we moved here, like had to go up to New York and it was just such a hard time, like transitioning from the state and then, and then dealing with that and just such a hard month. And I had to cancel one of my education classes in Utah. Um, and it was just like, what the hell, man? Like, this is crazy. And then I, you know, rescheduled my Utah class and it ended up being fine. And, you know, just had, I just, I was like, what the hell? I'm transitioning my life right now. And now this happens. But I have to say, losing him has given me this drive, just like slicing my finger, you know, has given me this drive in wanting to help people even more because he passed away from suicide. And that was the hardest thing to share with people on social media because it has such a stigma. And people understand that there is a, there is, you know, something internally within them that is wrong. There's some kind of mental illness, which his was OCD. And he lived with that. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta help more people. Like I need to instill more confidence in people. Like I have so much confidence about what I'm doing right now. And people are asking me, you know, on help on styling or business or whatever it is. I was like, I need to give people more. So I mean, even with each class I do, like I make sure they're customized, I give to each person. And through this evolution of transitioning my business, um, freaking, we went through our freaking savings. Like that's what happens. And that's something you have to be okay with in realizing the end result. The end result was I'm going to be doing exactly what I want to do, which is educating. And I'm not going to be doing what I don't want to focus on. And we got through that hurdle. And I mean, thank God I have my soulmate, my man who, you know, stuck by me through this transitioning process. And I was able to do that because of him as well. And I wanted, like I said, to give more. So I was like, I have to do something that's going to make a big difference. So bridal beauty confidence evolved, which I created to help others on a different level. It's not just teaching them hairstyling. It's teaching them 
how to start a good solid foundation to owning their own successful bridal business. It's awareness of themselves. So there's some mindset things in there. So it's really everything that builds that foundation to be happy with yourself and then in turn be able to provide you know, a service to others that is quite demanding because the bridal industry is not, it's not for everyone. You have to be really cut out to do that. And you have to have a certain personality. And I mean, there's psychological things that go into being a bridal hairstylist. Like you got to be in it to win it. You got to really have that personality. And if you're not aware of that in the beginning, you're just gonna be miserable. If you're not aware of establishing boundaries with, with certain brides, uh, you're going to be unhappy. So these are all the things I go over in my course. And I really hope that at the end of the course, people feel confident with themselves and sticking to what they, they want and realizing what they're good at and just honing in on that. Okay. So, so let's, um, I mean, I, I kind of want to touch on a couple of things that you did. First off, I mean, um, you know, certainly I'll speak for Tony and I and just our condolences to you and, 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 and your whole family. Cause I, I can't even, I don't even have questions for that because I just, I can't, it's just beyond what I can even imagine. Um, But um, so you were talking about like establishing boundaries and stuff. Like what's, what's your takeaway with that? First off, how do you know, well, where do we start with that? Like, how do you, how do you establish those boundaries? I figured this out through experience, right? Through working for someone else who would just take anybody for working for myself that would let them step over the boundaries, right? So what I teach others now is that Okay, from the get-go, you need to establish these boundaries from the beginning or else they're going to know they could take advantage of you in certain ways. So like if people are messaging you from all different sources, whether it's a Facebook message or an email or DMing you, that can get overwhelming. So the first thing that I do to establish a boundary is please email me, okay, so I can get all the emails in one place. Please fill out this bridal hair questionnaire. That way there's no emails going back and forth like crazy or on different, you know, areas of where you're taking their messaging. This is it. You're going to fill this questionnaire out. I'll have all of your information and then we'll go from there. And this is on your website. This is on my, this is actually, I, I send them the link for it. Okay. So they'll inquire with me. Then I'll say, please, I'll first of all, see if I'm available. Cause then why am I going to have them fill it out if they're, if I'm not available? Right. Um, and then they fill it out. And then from there, I see if they respect me and fill it out first, or if they're still asking me more multiple questions. So that's what right there. Ah, then, it's a test too. It's a, it's a test. It's a test. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> they're being set so, up, not even knowing they're being set up. <laughs> you didn't know, but now you know. Now you know. And now you know. So they fill that out. And then the next step is, okay, well, be honest with them. If you have other people that are inquiring about that date, you got to let them know, okay, you have to pay a deposit right away before they even have a trial with you. And some people are afraid to even ask of that because they're like, well, how do they know they want to book me? Because of your portfolio. You perfect your portfolio so that they trust you. You get those reviews so that they read those reviews and trust you. I mean, why are you even contacting me in the first place? Because you see my work, you see my reviews, and you like my work. So why wouldn't you book me, right? So that comes with time though, and establishing that so that you can provide that for that person. So that's, I'm going to hold hold, you. You brought up something that I want to bring up earlier. Like, like all that stuff, even that job that you were working like with that makeup artist and that stuff in Florida, like, although you were grinding it through, you know, it wasn't exactly what you wanted to do, but what that allowed you to do was to build that portfolio. Right. I mean, so there is a, there is a takeaway from that. So absolutely, you're just starting off on this, you know, you're not going to be, once again, back to this conversation, you're not going to be where Renee is, but, but by, you know, by, again, by doing the grind for a couple of years, you know, then you can start building those that, uh, your reputation essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, doing those things for free. I mean, spending time on my days off, which I would never have a day off because I enjoy what I do. So it's not like it's work to me. Right. So right. whether it's working on an amazing, you know, hairstyle and photo to submit into, you know, some kind of contest that's going to give me that, you know, exposure. That's what I'm going to do. If I'm spending hours one day creating one styled shoot, that's because it's going to provide me a beautiful portfolio. So it's all this free time, you know, this free time that you're investing into your business. And you got to realize that you got to hustle on your days off and use that free time wisely and do that. 
There are no days off in the hustle. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why you really love what you do. I mean, if you don't love what you do, then it's always going to feel like work, right? Right, Right, exactly. Okay, so uh, I'm a potential client. I've reached out to you. You like my work. and, uh, and, And hey, somebody might want that date. First come, first serve. But, yeah. but but if I if I but if I email you once or twice before I fill that form out, are you gonna respond to me? I will. <laughs> I will. But you know what? It's it's trickling, like it's it's a step by step process of me, you know, knowing what a red flag bride is. And when I know what when they're a red flag bride, I say, I'm sorry, someone is taking your date. It's not available. And I will say no, because I'm not having that kind of drama. Right. to deal with. Like it is a waste of time. Ride. Ride. Yes. Ride. Yes. It is being selective with your clientele because think about how much time you're investing with their bridal trial, with the messaging back and forth, with establishing their contract and timeline. Like there's a lot of time invested in doing bridal hair. It's not just like, okay, we're going to book you for your hair color appointment. Boom. I know what I do every time. This is a one-time client. I mean, sometimes they'll come back to different events. Maybe they're like bridal shower or, you know, whatever, but this is a one-time client. So the time you invest with them, it's very, it has to be very full of quality and you have to know when to get all that information, right? So first is the bridal questionnaire. Next is a trial. Make, you, make sure you establish everything at that trial so that your last step is to create their timeline and the contract. That's it. You know, there shouldn't be any of this in-between stuff unless, of course, something happens. Some things happen. Something happens with a venue maybe or something happens with their timeline and it has to be adjusted. That's okay. But it's protecting your time because your time is valuable, right? And if you want to book more brides, you have to have that time available to answer emails, to book a bridal trial, to do weddings on the weekend. So you just have to be clear on what time you're going to answer your emails, on sending out that questionnaire right away on collecting that deposit and having them respect you for that and on collecting payment prior to services. I mean, that's another thing with boundaries right away. When you step through that door, just like any other vendor, you should either be getting the date, you know, paid the day prior or the day of like first you, they pay every other vendor first. So why can't they pay you first? And that's what you need to demand that respect initially so that the bride knows, oh, you're just like any other vendor. If you don't treat yourself like you're any other vendor, they're just going to think that, oh, whatever, she's just a hairstylist. No, mm. I'm the most important person on that day because <laughs> you want to feel good about yourself, right? You want to look good. You're going to see his pictures if your hair is all looking crazy, like you're not going to like them. So you got to check yourself. And that's it. It's just establishing those boundaries from the beginning and knowing your self-worth, right? So getting that confidence to know this is what I'm going to charge. I'm going to charge extra for this and I'm going to collect a deposit prior. And you know, I'm going to say no to a bride if she's not my type, like it's okay to say no, it's okay to be selective. So what's your, what's how much, uh, what percentage of, is the deposit? Um, I just do a flat rate. I just do a flat rate of a hundred for a deposit that locks in their date. That's not bad either. No. And it's applied to their final balance. It's not like they're losing anything. I mean, it's, you know, deposit the deposit. (laughs) I love that, man. So, um, and then have you, uh, did you create your own contract or, or is it a contract or a basic template and then built from it? You know what? I did that. I just researched other people's contracts and then, you know, Googled a couple, whatever, made it my own. And this is where it comes in with, you know, attracting the right clientele, right? Just like you attract your mate, attract your friends, you're attracting your clientele. Okay. And they like you for you and you're going to like them for them. Right. So my contract is not this like four page thing. It is one page. It's one page and it's very clear. And basically it's, you know, if someone cancels, you know, in the bridal party, you got to fill in their spot. Because whatever you're signing, and I'm booking you for this time allotted that day for this many people, you have to pay that amount. You could add people on, but you can't deduct off, right? 
but it is not this like intense thing. And then I, I send them hair prep too. Okay. They have to be prepped a certain way. And if they're not, I'm going to charge extra for having to blow dry their hair or whatever, but simple guidelines for them, right? Nothing too crazy where they're just going to not really read it over or care. And then they're going to do the opposite of what you want, right? Just be clear on the things that really matter. And you'll find out if they're going to respect you or not by all the other things that are involved with the booking process. So as say, for say I was taking your course, do I get to actually see your contract that you, yes. that you offer to your client? Yep. I share how to make a bridal hair questionnaire, my contract, my hair prep guidelines. I mean, and these are all just things that I came up with on my own and what works for me. Right. So I know that I could be selective with my clientele. So I know I don't have to have a super long contract. That's me. If someone else wants to put in, oh, I'm going to charge you an extra $20 for being 15 minutes late. That's up to you. That's your choice. This is what I did and what works for me. And you can go along and add in whatever you want. I have a feeling like fear uh, plays a big role into accepting everybody. Yes. Yes. And do, do you help people overcome their fear or overcome uh, that just that sense of, you know, if I don't take everybody, then, you know, tomorrow it's going to, I'm going to starve or I don't yeah. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Talk, well, yeah. I mean, and it's, go ahead. it starts with confidence, right? So the three things, confidence, consistency, and standing out amongst the competition, right? And in the end, you're your only competition. So first you have to establish that confidence in order for you to get to that point and realize that. You can't, you know, compare yourself to other people. You can only compare yourself to yourself. You can look at other people and aspire to be like them and use them as inspiration. But in the end, people are coming to you because they like you and your personality. So what I provide for something, someone is different than what someone else will provide. Anyone knows that's had a wedding with me that I've done their hair? I sing the whole time, okay? I used to want to be a singer. That's what I do. I, I set a fun environment. I put on good music and I just get the party started. Like what's that's- your, What's your but, go-to song? Oh man. I mean, Christina Aguilera or Alicia Keys. I mean, I-, I What's your, ooh. okay, Chris, 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 what's, your, what's your go-to uh, uh, Christina song? Ooh, Ain't No Other Man. All right, so we're go, we're gonna play that at the end of the podcast. Yes. Can we get you to sing a little bit for us at sure. the end of the podcast? Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was gonna go for the acapella, but uh, <laughs> but uh, all right. So we have confidence. Yes. So you help them kind of discover their confidence in your course. Yes. And it's just realizing who their own personality is. So that comes with branding, right? Your brand is your personality. It's your likes. It's what you know that you're good, what you're good at and perfecting those things. That's your brand. People are going to like me for me, you know, as a friend mm-hmm. or whatever, as an educator, because I teach differently than another educator. So that's another thing when I'm teaching, I'm like, Oh my God, am I not going to get, like, I was scared in the beginning. I'm like, am I providing the right things for people like compared to others? And you know what I do? I get feedback from all my girls after I said, what did you like about this class? What didn't you like about this class? No boys allowed. No boys allowed. No, there's boys allowed. I've had, (laughs) I've had boy students. (laughs) Yeah. So do you, um, do you send out a questionnaire or, or is it just, uh, or, or at the end of the class, do you do like a paper questionnaire? Do you send out, um, you know what I'm working on that. I was thinking about sending like an email out with like a little survey, but I mean, that's how I created my bridal beauty confidence group. I sent out surveys asking, what are your roadblocks with, you know, starting your own business? What do you want to learn with styling hair? You know, and had really detailed questions for, for each one. And, uh, and that's how I created it just by giving people what they asked for. Well, let's go back to that. So, um, so what was the majority of the roadblocks or, or, or fear, roadblocks? fear, fear. I mean, it, when I first started out doing videos, right. I was like, Oh, well, I don't have the right camera or I don't have the right backdrop or I, I, I don't know where I'm going to find hair model. Whatever excuse I can make, I made it until one day I was just like, I'm freaking going on Amazon and buying these, you know, $100 lights or, you know, I'm, I'm going to get the right camera and just get a one that's a cheaper one that I can, you know, that's secondhand or, and, and I just did it and I just started it. Uh, so just start. 
Like it's just, it's the fear and the excuses that you build up. And I mean, it could be from past experiences too, where you're like, oh, you know, this happened in the past and maybe it's going to happen again. And, you know, it's just getting that momentum of having that confidence and just, just doing it. Is right. Yeah. I think we all, we've all experienced some type of fear that allowed it to hold us back and, and just doing what she said, just confront it and uh, do but it. It's fi- It's finding it. And that's what the group is about. I mean, I just sent them this mindset questionnaire and the responses I got were so deep. And I was like, this is what it's about. Like, I want to get in deep so we could figure out why you're not able to book brides, why your portfolio is not as good as you want. What's limiting you from being the best version of yourself? Mm. That's want, what it comes down to. I want a copy of that mindset uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you after. Uh, <laughs> you know. yeah, I'm going to hold you on that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, let's talk about it. You've, you've, you've had your education company now since June. So not even a year yet. Yeah. I mean, I've been teaching for Four, like three to four years now, right? But totally invested in it and not doing anything else but that since June. So all in since June. All in since June. And I mean, within that time, I have I have 12 uh, classes lined up for 2019. Um, I, I launched my Bridal Beauty Confidence six-week course. Um, and I've been doing one-on-one sessions. I mean, just like this, like, you know, people from Scotland taking my class, you know, just live stream. And it's it's so cool like to be able to reach people from all over and to help so many people. That is so wonderful. I mean, it, you know, I don't know, maybe people get tired of uh, us saying what we say, but, you know, I just love people who just, I mean, she's just given everything to our industry, right? Nothing but to our industry. You know, she's not Agreed. even taking clients anymore. She's just 100% taking care of our industry. Love that. These are, these are our people. That's right. These are our people here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so in your, um, in your bridal, uh, uh, consulting business or, you know, what you're doing over, um, over Skype is if you're not actually doing hair, is it more just like sit down and like, let's, let, let's attack your business or are well, you it's, doing bridal uh, hair techniques as well? It's bridal hair techniques. You know, people want to know how to create beautiful bridal hair. That is like their, their thing. I mean, that's why you're not booking brides maybe because your work isn't as polished as it should be. So everyone's looking for that, but I, I try to let them know, like, listen, this one-on-one education is like the best thing. Cause then I can see what you're doing as you're working on it, you know, during this process. And then I can show you, and you know, my classes are great too, because then you get to see what other people are asking. And maybe you wouldn't have thought of that, of asking that. Um, and then I show you, um, but I mean, it could really be anything. It could be a coaching call. It could be about business. I mean, that's what I provide for my students on bridal beauty confidence. They get two hours of one-on-one and they can decide if they want to work on a hairstyle or if it, they want to work on a certain aspect of their business. You know, this is the first time that I've kind of heard this, um, like to do like a, a one-on-one Skype version, zoom version, you know, web co- webinar of a, of just a one-on-one kind of like hair technique, you know, it's easy. Don't tell everyone. No, we just told the cats out of the bag. But I mean, I, that's, I wanted to be one of the first to, to provide that for people because you got to look at your resources. I mean, even when you're growing your business, right. And you want to network with people, look at what you have around you. Look at all the ways you have to network yourself and market yourself for free. If you use it right. If you, if you, you just got to use it to your advantage. I don't even want to do a bright. I mean, I want to do her class, but I don't want to do a bright. <laughs> I just kind of want to watch her work. I want to see, see how she's try to do hair, a bright. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be the worst. I would love <laughs> that. I have to grab my hands and kind of like. <laughs> and only with your left hand. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that would be great. That would be the worst. That'd be the, I'll just be the camera guy. <laughs> that would totally be the worst. Sorry, Gabe. <laughs> take, take that spot. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I, that's innovative, right? Hundred percent. Like I've never heard of that. Again, I've heard of like one-on-one coaching calls, and like we've we've done a podcast with a few people that do like the coaching calls, but they actually do like hair technique. And and I mean, not to put and you. It's on the, recorded. Even that's even better, right? So they get to keep it. They get to play it back. back it. So do you have a studio set up, or how do you do that? So I do it out of my house. I do it out of my house. I have my hair room and it's all set up. 
and that's where I do it. And it's convenient because, you know, when my daughter's at school, I'm here, I'm able to do that. I mean, I could have a, a salon suite, right? But why? I yeah. have an extra room. I love that. And then, so you do your classes out of there and like, oh, I had a question earlier. So you, when you said you do your trials, but you're not doing hair anymore, right? Yeah, just, just every once in a while. And then I have my home studio. So they'll just come here and, you know, I have my hair station set up in there and it's fine. And like I said, like they're attracted to me for this reason. It's a more intimate setting, right? They don't freaking care that they're in my, my hair room at home. Like that's, they like it. And that's the kind of people I want to attract. So and I'm sure it's easy because she doesn't need a wash basin or anything. Right? No, just great. <laughs> Don't miss those kitchen sink days. <laughs> I got to have an hour each way every day. I know it's crazy. Traffic. Oh. So that's cool. So, I mean, it sounds like the business is doing great, right? Yeah. I mean, just because I got that clear vision, you know, and I'm still going. I'm, I, it's an active thing every day. I have to market myself. I have to be consistent, right? It's, I have to be consistent. So I make sure that I, I stay interactive with people, you know, whether that's on my Instagram stories, doing a live for them. Um, I just started actually doing this thing where people ask me questions on, on Instagram, right? And I'll be like, go live with me so that I can answer this question to a mass audience instead of just you. And I, I love it because then I get to show, you know, tell other people what I'm telling them and I'm not just wasting, you know, 20 minutes of my time explaining something to them. I can explain it to a lot of people. Boom. Do you ever do like, do you ever go live and then do like a, you know, like braid techniques or, or any kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, I did uh, actually two recently for Modern Salon Live on their Facebook page. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And then, yeah, sometimes I'll occasionally I'll go on, on mine and do one on there as well. So that's pretty cool. Man. That's awesome. I know. God, I'm Hi. just so excited. I'm so excited that like our industry is like evolving into this, you know, like it's so cool. Like, you know, it, it's obviously a dumb comment, but you know, it's like we can be so intimate, you know, like one-on-one even, you know, via, you know, the computer. And so yeah. I just think that's, that's cool. And, it, and again, it's just, it's just very, very innovative um, to do that one-on-one stuff. How do you, how do you, um, you know, back to the business of that, like, how do you, do you have an hourly rate? So like if I yes. wanted to do like an hourly, like updo class with you, so, you know, I have a rate that I pay. And then that's the first question. And the second question is, um, how do you get paid? Do you, are you doing it like via Venmo or, you know, how do people actually uh, send you, send you the cheese as they say? Venmo's my best friends, <laughs> either Venmo or PayPal. Um, and it's a hundred an hour for private one-on-one education. Um, but I mean the value, I mean, I, I came up with that, that number because of what I charge for my classes and my workshops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, I put a cap on 10 girls for hands-on. Um, and that's rough. That's rough. When Steph told me she was doing 20, I was like, girl, how do you do that? How do you, you know, I wanted really good quality for my students. So I put that cap at 10 for the hands-on and it's two hours. And so they know when they're paying a hundred an hour, it's fully invested on that time on them. They get to ask me whatever questions they want. And, um, you know, whatever we work on in that session is just so valuable for them. And do you use like long haired mannequins and stuff? Is that how you do it? Yeah, I have my mannequin. I have extensions to put on her. I have hair donuts. I have, you know, a bunch of tricks and things that I share with them. But, um, or I'll have a live model come over, you know. Um, sometimes I'll do that, but yeah. That's cool. So you, um, so in your class though, you'll have mannequins and stuff. And then do you like, you bring those mannequins with you every time you do a class? So I actually have live models for all my classes. Ooh. Um, so yeah. So I'll ask, uh, the salon owner if they can find me two models. I give them the description of what I, uh, would like, um, how I want their hair, how I want them dressed. I mean, it all goes with the branding, right? I need to make sure they're dressed right. So when I take the photos of them, I need to make sure their hair type is right. So I'm not doing hair on someone where I can't show multiple techniques. So I request that they, you know, provide a model that has medium density hair so that I can show fine hair and thick hair techniques on their hair. Oh, I like so that. Certain, yeah. Certain yeah. things like that. That's pretty cool. Do you have like a, uh, you have like model calls and stuff like, like with yeah. pictures and things? I really, I really don't have to. Usually anyone, someone that I know in the class that's attending it, like a student, they'll 
find me a model. Um, but like when I do my classes in Florida, I'm so well established there. Cause that's where I established my hair education business that I always have a model in hand down there. Thank God. They're so amazing. Well, if you're ever in the DC area, let us know. Cause I, I, I might come and peek at a class. I don't do updos, but yeah. I watch you. I, I, I'm interested I just in watching. Out. I know. I want to hang out and do like watch her work. Right. Yeah. How do we, all, all of our listeners, how do they find you? They find me. I mean, Instagram is where I mainly put all of everything, my information, all my photos you can look at. Um, yeah. So it's styles underscore by underscore Renee Marie. And it's R E N E E double E. Double E. Uh, double E because if it's just one E, then that's actually the male's version of the name. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. So I don't know why Renee Zellweger has it spelled like a male. Cause she can, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I asked my buddy Kelly, why does he has his name smell like a girl, but he, he's like, cause I can't. Cause I can't. But I have a website too, which is styles by But yeah, majority of my stuff is on my Instagram for sure. I make the joke that I, uh, I, I live on Instagram. I visit Facebook. True. Same here. <laughs> Are you on any of those like forum sites and stuff like the updo pages and stuff? Yes. I'm on probably 15 of them, but oh, again, that- way to network, right. And yeah. be connected with people. So I like that. I was, we just, um, because, uh, you know, we're working with, um, with, uh, blush and main and with updo guru, I've been spending a little bit more time on the actual updo pages. And I'm like, it's pretty cool because like, I'm seeing stuff like, Hey, are there any hairstylists, you know, in we'll use there Jacksonville that can help me out with this wedding. I just thought it was pretty cool. How it's just like this real organic kind of, uh, kind yeah. of networking, but that was pretty cool. I'd never seen that. You know, you're never going to get like, Hey, is there anybody that can help me with a highlight, <laughs> you know, enough from another hairstylist? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So they can find you on Instagram and they can yeah. find you um, on your, on your website. And, uh, and, and if, if it, well, you know what the time it is? I was going to say, yeah, you know what time it is. <laughs> I don't like that laugh. It's <laughs> 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 music time. Ooh. Oh, it's music. Oh, oh, it's music time. Oh, I see it. I see. Okay. <laughs> I may have to push my microphone back a little bit. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. snap. laughs> I'm like stuck to the mic. You want us to put a little, little instrumental in the background for you? <laughs> oh my, oh, ooh, you're doing the instrumental. I can't even sing along with her. No, you, you can sing with her. Ooh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby. <laughs> Is it? We should get her and Lacey together to sing. Oh, Lacey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, like if you if she's in Orlando. Yeah. We're definitely doing that. You know who oh Lacey God. is? You know uh, Lacey? She's a great friend of uh, Jen Plank's. She travels with Jen Plank. Okay, I gotta check her out. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys so much. This is fun. That's awesome. We had a great time. Um yeah. Miss Renee Marie, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. 
<laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>